0: This is the Mojo, the meaning of life and business podcast, where life and business intersect. Hosted by Jennifer Glass, CEO of Business Growth Strategies International and BGSI Coaching. We are dedicated to your success. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mojo: The Meaning of Life and Business. A lot of people start thinking about business, and they start thinking about passion, or maybe not. They may think it's only business or only passion. There's a lot of things though that we really need to be paying attention to though when it we are trying to figure out what it is that we're doing and really paying attention to the passion of what it is that we really want to be doing. Again, the show is called The Meaning of Life and Business. It's not just one or the other. It is a combination of the two. And so when we think about business and we think about passion, we really need to be paying close attention to what that means. And so... I have a really great guest on the show with us today, who's going to really help us know more in terms of what it means with passion and where we want to go from there. But before I bring him on, let me tell you a little bit about Jackson. H. Jackson Callum is the founder of passionplose.org and believes that stay-at-home parents are critical contributors to society that should be valued and honored, not looked down upon. As a single father of four, he has fun helping others find their purpose in Spanish and in English. Jackson, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show.
1: It's my honor. Thanks for having me, Jennifer.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. So, Jackson, let me ask you, before we kind of jump into things, tell us more about Passion Pros and what made you start doing that?
1: That's a great question. So, Passion Pro is a program to help people find their purpose and more fulfillment in life. Um, it starts with a challenge that leads into an assessment. And one of the reasons why I designed it was to help teenagers move on from understanding that, you know, a lot of teenagers think that their passion is pizza and video games. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Pizza is great. I like pizza um, and I like video games. I like to have fun. Right. And When you find yourself living for that day after day, life can feel very monotonous. So helping them shift and understand that they might want to be remembered for more than that, that's a conversation that gets a lot of teenagers to open up. Well, I found that same conversation to be very true with adults. So over time, I turned that into an assessment that's managed to change the lives of a lot of individuals, allow people to be inspired to to launch their businesses, and as I mentioned, and, and in regards to my mission, stay-at-home parents are also at the heart of that. Most of them are looked down upon for, you know, most people in society look down upon them and say they don't contribute enough. I don't think that's fair. I think that they have a very valuable contribution. If that's their passion, that's where they know they need to be. Then I think it's very important to validate them as a society and say, Hey, you know what? This is, this is amazing. This is awesome. Pursue that. So that's, that's really where it all begins is outside of the entrepreneur scope. Um, And then of course, We'll tie it full circle to entrepreneurs in just a little bit.
0: Right. And yeah, it's funny, pizza and video games. Every teenager can certainly relate to that. And some adults that are young at heart too, which is uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about where we go from here though, right? There's so many parents thinking, all right, what can I do? For a lot of kids, too, it's really looking at what the world is going to be like. And we've all got our dreams as kids. Some of us want to be astronauts. Some of us want to be president of the United States or serve in government in some form. Some of us want to be sports players. And that leads to a lot of passion projects that we take on, too, and a lot of things that we might really be going at. How do we, though, start figuring out what is it that we're trying to do? What is realistic? What is something that's a dream? Where do we go from there?
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm going to go back. Um, you know, you said so many of them are thinking. Um, I hope that this opens a lot of people's eyes. while it's probably going to offend a few. Are they thinking? I think a lot of them are Googling. I think a lot of them are, are asking friends and family. But I think a lot of people are ignoring the thought process and are ignoring their feelings, right? Whether we're diving into Netflix to escape the feelings or diving into alcohol or drugs or some other form to get out of our feelings and thoughts. I think that's the key. We got to get back into the feelings and the thoughts. There's plenty of people who come across the passions assessment and they don't want to put their feelings on the table or their thoughts on the table. They don't want to take the time to drive that self-awareness. And sometimes it's because that hurts. I get that, but it's super important that if you, if you want to unlock a new level of life, if you want to find a new level of purpose, that also usually requires a bit of pain. So it's very important that you're willing to dive in and look at, okay, what, what are my weaknesses? You know, what, what am I good at? And if I don't think I'm good at something, who can I turn to who will lift me up and help me see what I'm good at? But so many of us, hide from those elements of of self-awareness that cause pain and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really explore who we are, what it is that we want, and then start developing that.
0: So if we're talking about these assessments, are we talking like the DISC assessments? Are we talking, and for those of you that aren't aware, um, There's a whole lot of different types of assessments that are out there. One of them that was mentioned, the DISC disc assessments, is a great way to really know, are you more the alpha type? Are you not the alpha type? Are you really outgoing? Are you more of an introvert? There's a couple of different things that that shares. But what are we talking about on the assessments? Just that we're clear what that means.
1: I'm glad you asked. Passion's Pro, Passion Pro has its own assessment, its own assessment, it's proprietary to us. This is Harvard instant, no, it's not. I, I didn't go to Harvard. I didn't go to Stanford. I went to the School of Hard Knocks Life, okay? This is completely built by my experience, one, helping people for two years in Uruguay, figure out how to improve their lives when I was a 19 year old kid and learning to do so in a, in a language I didn't speak. And whether you're getting screamed at um, and, and told to go home and get out of our country, or you're getting spit on, or you're running from a group of 16 to 18 year old kids who want to beat you up, there's a lot of things that go on visit a foreign country on a mission like that. So um, going through that process, I had the opportunity to think, all right, how do, I, how do I love these people? How do I help these people? How do I get in their hearts and their heads and transition more of those? Kind? And that wasn't my everyday life, but that was something we did have to be aware of on an everyday basis, and we did face at least once a month usually um, was somebody who was going to react like that. Well, as we were teaching those individuals and helping them find their own purpose and passions, I started to learn certain types of questions that could unlock people at a new level. I got home, and I continued to practice that in my college experience where I got a 0.77 GPA. um, I didn't do very well in school. That wasn't for me. But I did have a very strong capability at helping individuals see life in a new way and progress to a new level. So I started to create this assessment based on that. And it's just been amazing to see the transformations people have taken, such as Ashley. Ashley went from making $12 an hour as a copywriter, living in in uh, Mexico with her husband to launching her business, launching a nonprofit. And she said right there, right? after she got out of the the passions, I said, Jackson, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to launch this. I want to launch this. I don't want to move. And, you know, fast forward years now, and she's launched those ventures and she's had her writer's retreats and she's published her books. So it has an extreme power. And I don't want to discredit DISC or StrengthsFinder 2.0 or Myers-Briggs. Those are all phenomenal I feel like the more you take the time to listen to your heart and mind on which assessments you should take and you dedicate yourself to understanding yourself, the better in tune you'll become and the better you'll feel about your life process, knowing that you're pursuing a path that brings more abundance to your life.
0: Interesting. And the School of Hard Knocks is definitely one that teaches us many lessons in life. Uh, Many of us have gone through it at different points in our lives, as entrepreneurs, as parents, as people. We've gone through um, many different uh, experiences that help shape the way that we see things and how we react to the different stimuli that we're exposed to. So let's segue into looking at it from an entrepreneur's perspective. An entrepreneur comes in and we say, okay, we want to start a business. We know that there's something out there. Sometimes it is a passion project that we lead with. Sometimes it's, I got laid off and I need to do something and I can't find anything else. I may as well just go into business for myself. There's a lot of different reasons why someone may start their own business. Let's talk about, though, how the passion piece of it ultimately impacts what it is that we're doing as entrepreneurs and how we go from there.
1: Absolutely. One, I'm a a big fan of Tony Robbins. And the limitless beliefs aspect of like, you can do anything that you set your mind to and and you really can. And, And it's very important that if you're at that early stage and you still have your ability to look, learning to unlock that limiting, your limiting beliefs and get away from those and say, you know what, I am an artist and you know what, my art can be as valuable as Picasso's art. Like you're the only person who can unlock that. No, nobody else can give that to you. Certain people can guide you on that better than others. We can teach you how to get past some of those elements. But at the end of the day, it's you who has to accept your own value in that regard. Now, let's shift gears. Then there's the individual who, you know, launches a business like like vape shops they are going up everywhere right now. Why? because somebody opened a vape shop and said it was successful and somebody else says it's successful and now you're seeing it on Google and and so all these people are kind of jumping on this bandwagon um saying you know what there's people who will buy this and I can take advantage of that market well good luck number one uh, your Karma's karmas a like I'm gonna be super straight about that that that's why you opened it is to take advantage of a market like you know you're it's going to come full circle and it's not going to be a very good experience but whether that's the extreme, But if you get into, you know, like owning a car dealership, but you don't like cars, right? That's not, uh, it's also not going to be very in alignment with who you are. Now you can learn to have a passion for the business that you have. I also believe people are adaptable for that, right? If you're, especially if you're launching a service that is good for the market, you're actually helping people, you can still find passion and purpose along the way. I think it's imperative to do, especially as a marketer. And here's why, the number reason why, I do not work with business owners who are not passionate about what they do, because if they're not passionate about what they do, here's what they're, when I ask them about their business and why they do it, here's how they sound. And here's what they basically portray to the market. I want a bigger house. I want my kids to, I want to be able to pay for their college tuition. I I want a boat. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I can't market that. Who could? How do you market you know, how do you tell your market that this person wants to be successful because they only care about themselves, right? You, you can't market that. You can't help somebody win who's super self-centered. So if you're, if you're not doing something for the sake of helping and serving others, you're more than likely going to fail. And statistics show that 96% of business owners fail within 10 years. So how do you reverse that? I think one, you have to find a passion for what it is that you do, but you also have to evaluate, is this a business model that I should get out of? And how can I find a guide who can help me get out of this the right way?
0: And it's really interesting how you say that. I mean, from our perspective or mine specifically, what I do is because I love seeing the impact that my clients have, or the work that we do um, once my clients have graduated, right? I mean, when I see my clients growing, they got more revenues coming in, more opportunities. They tend to hire people because they're taking on more work that results in more um, people having a paycheck. It results in them having extra income that all of the community organizations that rely on the Main Street small businesses Hmm. tend to get because everybody needs these donations. And so they're giving more to these organizations and they're also giving more to the overall community, not just the local community, but whatever their community is, right? I mean, if it's breast cancer research or whatever it is that they're interested in, they're doing whatever it is that they're doing. And so there's so much that is um, out there and I love seeing that happen when I work with my clients and the growth that comes from there. And that's my why. As a, <laughs> awesome. you know, the famous saying is, start with your why, right? Yep. Or know your why. It's really important. What is it that you're doing? How do you get there? And where do you go from there? So Jackson, let me ask you, when we're looking forward, though, people are in business. They're dealing with a lot in business. Sometimes life is going to throw you lemons or curveballs. How do you keep that passion, though? And what it is that you're doing? Because at some point, when you are going through hard knocks, it's difficult to keep up with the passion when everything is coming against you in a negative way. So, how do you find or keep that passion? to keep going through the, for the long run?
1: There's so many ways. Um, There's so many ways. We have to be very careful to do so. Right. I've been very fortunate to maintain my passion and, and, you know, overcome the, the constant lemons that are thrown your way. Um, Like you talk about I've been there a lot. Um, I've, I've got uh, mentors for one people that I turn to for support and help that's very important. Um, you know whether it's paid coaches, um, you know I have those and then I also have my life mentors and those who don't have a bias in the situation that's that's important to have genuine authentic friends who can lift you up. Um, making sure that you take time to drink water, making sure that you take time to get some sunshine on your face, uh, to walk, to take care of your health. those elements are also important. Um, Taylor Welch, he mentions, the uh, clean energy um, and making sure you have that. That means you know serving others. Like that could be walking up to some random person on the street and giving them five dollars and walking away. That's going to give you positive energy. Um, that could be making sure that you, you know, go down. I like, commit yourself. I'm going to do ten pushups right now. Get down and do ten push pushups um, so that you can commit to yourself and complete those commitments. There's a lot of things that have to be done. There's there's tokens that you can implement. Physical reminders, for instance. It's very much a process to to try to escape the negativity of the world. How do you do that? You filter that out. You build positivity around your life so that you have that that constant feeling of support um, and and a reminder, perhaps a, a gratitude journal. Another big aspect. It's super important that we remain grateful for what it is we have, whether it's the fact that we have a couple of ring lights that allow us to look nicer on our podcast or the fact that I can open these blinds, you know, and see green grass in front of me—it seems silly and it seems small to some people. But unfortunately, if you're not if you're not able to see the beauty in those things, um, and you're waiting to appreciate the beauty of the big things in life, you're depriving yourself of light. You're depriving yourself of an opportunity to recognize that there's more good in this world than sometimes we're willing to admit because of how much society likes to complain and we find ourselves in that same boat. So it's, it's a, it's a mind game very much.
0: Very much. And it's amazing how much negativity is out there. I mean, we,
1: no, are... there's not, ah, just kidding. Not at all, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> Yes. We're unfortunately bombarded with the negativity all the time. I mean, for me personally, I'm a news and political junkie. That's my vice. And um, it's funny. Yeah. That's your vice. Sure. Why not? Absolutely. Um, (laughs) It definitely is. And I mean, for me though, my dream, right. My passion is eventually being president of the United States. And it's kind of, No wonder then that I'm a news and political junkie simply because of where I I want to be. My dream is to be helping people, right? I mean, there's so many things that I see wrong in this country that I want to fix and I want to do and help and be that public servant to really be helping um, the 300 and change million people that live in this country and the eight billion and change people on this planet. That's right. right. It's not just how the United States is going to be impacting its own. It's how the United States is, as President Kennedy said, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask right, you know, ask not what your country, country. can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And yeah. for those of the world, ask not what America can do for you. Ask how you can be better for the world, something along those lines. Yeah. And so it's really. How can we be that shining light? And it doesn't mean that we have to be an imperialistic nation in order to be that shining light. So and awesome. I'm not going to get into that because that's definitely not the point of where we are here. But well, I think you nailed it. Idea, though.
1: You hit something critical, Jennifer. Like some people could hear what I say, box into the wrong context and say, Jackson says it should all be sunshine and roses and unicorns. And that's not at all the point. That's, that's also going to lead to a new level of, of lost nature and living without purpose. You, you brought up something beautiful. You know, like one of the projects we get back to is the Water Project. And the Water Project helps people in Africa who do not have access to clean water at all. And they're living, I mean, they're, they're really, their health is suffering so bad because of the quality of water they have access to. This organization comes in and digs water wells or helps them bore hole wells, sand dams, different elements that they can use to create sustainable filtered water for themselves. And I have friends and family who say like, Jackson, like, how do you spend so much time You know, on stuff like that, it just depresses me. It makes me makes me want to cry. Um, You know, it makes me feel. And well, like, okay, um, I don't know why they feel that way per se, but I know for me, yes, like it does touch my heart. Yes, it does. Like I, there's times I cry when I'm looking at the project. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what they're doing, like what they go through. Like that, that's there. But I'm not sheltering myself from the problems that exist in the world. I'm diving headfirst into it with purpose, knowing that the limited amount that I can give is enough, right? So I love what you're saying about, you know, you're, you're there in politics and you're filtering out the noise, looking to be a solution. It um, was a, a problem solver in a problem driven environment. That's a superpower. So I, I thank you for that. That's, that's not why most people listen. Most people listen because You know, they're scared and they're worried about what's going to happen. And don't get me wrong, they'll use it for their vote and there's nothing wrong. Your vote's valuable and important, but you're taking that to an entirely new level with what you're trying to do with what you're spending your time listening to all day. That's amazing.
0: And it really is just really based on a sincere desire to be of help. Everything since I was a kid has been, how can I give? Right, always lead with service. It's kind of like the Rotary international motto, service above self. I'm not a Rotarian. I've been asked to join several times and I said that if I do join Rotary, I'm not gonna have time for everything else that I need to be doing. Anyone that knows me knows I sit on way too many boards and commissions and everything along those lines already. I need some time for my business too. And that's why I turned down Rotary's invitation. But it's because of that desire to be of help that I need to. Because otherwise, if I am only involved in these organizations and I don't have time for my business, then what? But that's an entirely different story. And I think that that kind of goes also to the same idea that we're talking about here, that we also have to set realistic boundaries. Passion cannot be... A boundaryless or borderless project. It has to be something that we look at. We know what we can do. We know where that goes. And we know what we're striving toward, but not that, like you said, we're seeing unicorns and rainbows all day, because unfortunately, it doesn't really exist that way. Right? Life has its way of dealing with us, and we need to be paying attention to all of those different pieces. So we focus in on what we need to be doing and where we go from there, right?
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: So, Jackson, let me ask you as we continue going through life, we continue going through our personal journey our entrepreneurial journey, our life story, whatever it may be, passion is going to come and go wax and wane as we look at where we're continuing to be going. If we start finding that we are at a loss, and we kind of covered it earlier, easiest way for us to jump right back in. We mentioned the Gratitude Journal. We mentioned things along those lines. And by the way, there's a scientific evidence that says if we are in a position of gratitude, we cannot be depressed. But that's a different story. How though? when we're looking at things, I mean, we mentioned going for a walk and all of that. Is there anything though else that we need to be thinking about in that regard? Or is it just kind of focusing on how do we at least change our four walls, the four feet around us, if you will, that's going to make a difference?
1: Absolutely. The, the only formula I can share with people is a formula that's worked for me. Um, and, there, and there's plenty of formulas out there, but mine has worked super well consistently for a lot of people. Um, and so I would invite people to join us at passionpro.org and experience the challenge, experience the assessment. You know, when you mentioned this gratitude study, for instance, that can keep depression at bay. There's some context on that, a lot of context on that, right? So let's say that I am grateful for the chocolate that I have in my house um, and I stay focused on being grateful and I only eat chocolate for the rest of my life. And I try super hard to stay grateful for that and for what I have. Well, I'm, I'm hurting myself if I choose to do that, right? If I if I narrow in and isolate and don't realize that, well, our, our body and our mind has more needs, than just being grateful and just eating chocolate, we have other elements now. True gratitude, in essence, is going to also allow you to assess what's good for your health, right? What is what is good for me? And again, transferring transitioning into that feeling is not easy for people to do. You know, whether it's trauma that they're trying to escape, um, PTSD from war, um, abusive relationships. There's so many things that people have to overcome, um, and that are often a lifelong journey. They don't necessarily have to be, but nobody can promise you that they won't be either, right? So how do we find the types of mentors that are there to guide us without also robbing robbing us of our own free will? Well, that that has a lot to do with self-awareness and communication. So three communication principles that can help you recognize that type of that type of coach, that type of individual to help you along life. There's this system called posturing. And there's three levels of posturing that people tend to practice. Um, One is a superior posture. I'd write these down, by the way. One is the equal posture. And one is the inferior posture. What does that mean? Well, a superior posture is somebody who tells you what to do. They kind of domineer your life and they can do so in very subtle ways. Look at this, for example, that's me taking a superior mode. I'm telling you to look at something people do this on stage all the time. Okay. And you can go in and out of any one of these postures as an influencer yourself, but it's also important as a receiver to recognize when people are doing it. So if I say, Jennifer, you're spending way too much time at work. You need to be doing this instead. I'm jumping into superior mode and basically saying, Hey, I'm God for your life. And I know better than you, what you need to do. That's not great coaching. That's normal coaching. That's what most people do is we tell each other what to do. That does not make us a great coach or somebody worth following. Also, great coaches can make that mistake sometimes. Now, let's move into equal posturing. When somebody comes up to you and says, hey, Jennifer, you're you're a great friend. Um, I'm automatically putting you on a same same level as myself. Um, You know, I might do what you did in this circumstance myself. Um, Again, I'm, I'm receiving you at an equal level. Now, if I come out on stage and I and I'm in front of a thousand people and I say, Hey, I'm so honored to be here. I'm humbled. I, you know, I can't believe I was given this opportunity. That person's utilizing the inferior posture. You know, they're saying, Hey, I'm I'm no better than anybody else. In fact, one of you guys should probably be on the stage instead of me. And I'll I'll make the most of this to try to help all of you. Right. That is that is moving into the inferior mode. There's, there's many, many areas. There's virtuous ways to do that. There's self-deprecating ways to do that that are not virtuous, where we say, you know, I'm really not very good at this thing, but I'm going to give it my best and try to help you guys. Like, what? Like, what did you just do? So these postures, watch out for those. If you're trying to become self-aware and you're trying to understand how to move your passion to the next level, it's super important. I'd invite you. That's equal not telling you what to do, right? I would invite you as a friend, as a human to human being to watch out for people who are telling you what to do in life and taking that responsibility from you because it's only you who knows about your passions. And in addition to that, moving to the next point, if you are struggling with your passion and you're, you're coming across this cycle of not feeling aligned with it over and over and over, it's very possible that it's not truly your passion. And maybe you've had blinders on in your life for other areas of of opportunity for growth that you might have not been comfortable with, or maybe somebody else told you that that was a stupid idea and you shouldn't do it. And until you're willing to take those blinders off and look at life more holistically and say, you know what, maybe I do have something else that I care about more, you you might end up in this rut over and over and over again.
0: Beautifully said, Jackson. Thank you. Absolutely. Let me ask you, when you look out three to five years from now, you look at who Jackson is going to be. Who do you see? Or what do you see?
1: Honestly? I don't look out three to five years anymore. That's my honest answer. I, I used to. Um, I remember just, you know, similar to your ambitions um, as a, as a child, I, I remember seeing uh, an episode of the little rascals and I think it was Alfalfa's mom that wanted them to be um, wanted them to be president of the United States. And like, he really didn't want to, or whichever child it was, didn't want to. And I remember thinking like, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, you know, I want to be president. Um, and, you know, I don't want to tell anybody that, but that's kind of what I what I thought. And for years, I, I again, I had those political ambitions as well. Um, my I've learned a lot of things about life since that have made me realize that's, that's not my role and purpose. Um, however, when it comes to what I look at, I, I look at today. I try really hard not to dive too far into the future. We forecast for our business responsibly, six months to 12 months. We plan our customer journey mapping for our clients so that we can have a really good path of fulfilling over the next five to 10 years. But when it comes to where I want to be personally, I focus on being my best self today. That's my main focus is if I can be my best self today and honing on who I'm supposed to be in these moments that I have, then, and I do that every day, for the next three to five years and I focus on the seeds where they're at and what they need the law of the harvest will will reap the reward for me and the the storm that I cannot control will no longer have a power over me where I'm I'm over obsessing over things that are outside of my control so there's there's certain types of um, hopes perhaps that exist there Um, you know if we if we were to dream on it maybe you know I might I might think like you know what? I'm 35. I've got time for, for making the 40 under 40 list. Uh, but it's that fast. It's gone. It's all right. You know what? That's That doesn't matter. What matters is am I showing up to serve today?
0: Thank you. So Jackson, let me ask you, when you're out there, people have been listening to this show for the last 30 some odd minutes. And there's a lot that they've been getting out of listening and they want to know more about you. So I'd like to invite you to tell our listeners how they can find out more about you.
1: Absolutely. Feel free to connect with me. I mean, that's the, the best way to get to know somebody. Um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can connect with me on Facebook. My name's a little bit hard to spell. So thank goodness. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, you can, can look it up there. You can go to firstclassbusiness.io. And see, you know, what are what we're building as a company. I think one of the best ways too, to get to know an individual is to get to know who they hang out with. Get to know their team members, um, right? So call first class business, um, you know, and and see how do they treat you, how do they act. Ask them what's Jackson like as a as a leader. Um, you know, give give them the opportunity to uh, to share with you what what our experience is like. Look up our clients. Call some of our clients. Feel free to do that too. There's a lot of ways we can do due diligence and research who it is that we build our relationships with. And I'm I'm all for that. I think it's a fantastic I do it. <laughs> when I when I get to know a new provider, I usually call and I have at least one of my team members call five of their clients um and and ask them what their relationship is like. And it makes sure that we're getting we're getting our lives aligned with the people who know how to support our vision and, and know how to how to live life the way that that we're aiming to live it.
0: Thank you. And your information is definitely going to be in the description and show notes for this uh, episode. Um, So if you want to reach out to Jackson, definitely look him up. Uh, Jackson gave you LinkedIn, Facebook information too. And that will again be in this episode so that you can uh, connect with Jackson. When you're thinking about what it is that you need to be doing moving forward from here, There is so much that is involved. Remember, passion is what really can drive you. What is it that you're looking to do? Where are you looking to go? And why do you want to be doing it? As Jackson said, you can't just say, I want to send my kids. I want to do this. I want to do that because all of those I want us is not going to be the reason that somebody is going to say they want to work with you for when you are doing what it is that you are doing. And so you really need to be paying very close attention to where you go from there and what it is that you are trying to do to be making that difference. So Jackson, once again, thank you so much for being my guest on the show today. And everyone definitely connect with Jackson and make sure that you uh, reach out and say you heard him on the Mojo Meaning of Life and Business show um, today. So thanks again, Jackson.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. You're amazing. Keep it up and good luck with presidency. I look forward to to being involved in that vote and hearing all about what your stances are going to be.
0: Very much appreciated. Thank you. And so on that note, this has been another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business. And until next time, here's to your success. This has been another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review, liking us, or reaching out to us. You can contact us at bgsicoaching.com and let us know what you think. Thanks so much again for listening.